Hello and welcome to Amra Circle. I'm your host Deeksha and I'm so excited to introduce this platform that brings parents, educators and experts together to discuss all things parenting. For we all know it takes a village to raise a child. This podcast will shed light on different issues, questions and topics relevant to the early parenting community. Enjoy our musings every week as my team and I take pressing parenting topics and break them into 20-minute episodes. Subscribe to Amra Circle on Spotify or Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you never miss an update. The first 1000 days of a human life, also known as the 1000 day window of opportunity, is the time spanning roughly between conception and 1 second birthday. More than 1 million new brain connections are formed per second in the first years of a child's life, and 80% of brain development happens before the age of 2. This is a unique period of opportunity when the foundations of optimal health, growth and neurodevelopment across the lifespan are established. While the human brain continues to develop and change throughout life, the most rapid period of brain growth and its period of highest plasticity is in the last trimester of pregnancy and the first 2 years of life. Research in the fields of neuroscience, biology and early childhood development provide powerful insights into how relationships environment and especially nutrition in these first 1000 days build the foundation for a child's development today we'll take a closer look at this and discuss infant and toddler nutrition in detail i have dr jyotirmayi kavipurappu from cheris children's clinic with me she completed mbbs from shriramchandra university chennai in 2010 and md pediatrics from jawaharlal nehru medical college belgaum in 2016 She's a member of Indian Academy of Pediatrics. Hello Dr. Jyoti. Welcome to Amra Circle. I'm really excited to chat with you about infant and toddler nutrition today. Hey Deeksha, thank you so much for having me here. So we all instinctively know that food is essential to our own survival. Help us understand the importance of nutrition, especially in the process of child's growth and overall development. So, uh basically getting children to eat healthy foods can sometimes feel like fighting an uphill battle, but you know how it is with kids so the more leafier or greener the food the greater is the struggle but this struggle is worth it because the child's nutrition is incredibly important and the children usually need the right food at the right time to grow and develop to their full potential and um, i don't know if many the most critical time for a good nutrition is the first 1000 days that is from the conception that is when the period from the pregnancy until the child's second birthday so this critical time is really important for child's overall development so it first of all it helps in building immunity against various infections and it ensures proper development of the brain and vital organs so nutrition is really really important in this period during the first 1000 days so and also it improves the child's activity levels and the cognitive functioning so that that is why the the proper nutrition is important for children and uh, so the first 1000 days whatever the child eats uh, healthier the food it sets a uh, you know healthy lifestyle and a balanced life for the rest of their lives that's fascinating so clearly the nutrition a child receives in their early years sets the foundation for their physical and cognitive development in the years to follow So we've been doing a little research of our own trying to understand how a human brain develops and what we've realized is very very interesting. So a human brain 
at five months post conception is is a smooth structure that looks somewhat like a coffee bean and by nine months this is already a much more complex looking structure that resembles a walnut more than a coffee bean and at birth brain already includes areas like a hippocampus and visual and auditory cortices so it's in the first postnatal year that areas that focus on language attention inhibition and flexibility are beginning to take shape so it's for this reason that the first 1000 days harbors the greatest opportunity to provide optimal nutrition to a human brain but this is also the time the human brain is the most vulnerable to any nutrient deficit so that's a lot of pressure on the first 2 years right so let's talk a little bit about that help us understand how parents can choose how to feed their baby how they can choose between breastfeeding and formula feeding okay so basically as the 1000 day period includes the time spent in the baby in the womb so it is very very important for the mother to uh, pregnant mother to have a proper balanced diet so uh, people just say uh, eat for two that doesn't mean you can eat why uh, any kind of food so you should have a proper nutrition plan plan for during your pregnancy and it is important for the mother to take her uh, essential uh, supplements vitamin supplements during her pregnancy and as uh, uh, the crucial period of the child's brain development happens while the child is still in the mother's womb it is important so definitely the mother needs to uh, take care of this uh, period and um, after that uh, so once the baby uh, is delivered so uh, the who recommends uh, the golden hour as the first uh, hour after the baby is born so the initiation of breastfeeding should happen during this first uh, um, hour of birth so uh, usually in india in uh, many of the hospitals uh, this is not actually happening and they are waiting for the mother to actually be shifted to the uh, room or after the especially during the c sections maybe they follow this with the normal delivery but with c sections there is always a delay which shouldn't happen so the first hour so basically the baby once delivered even by c section is up their baby is supposed to be put on the mother's tummy because that itself will enhance the bond between the baby and the mother so the breastfeeding is what we according to the indian academy of pediatrics we recommend for the first 6 months until the baby completes the first 6 months and um, but not not all mothers can breastfeed so so if at all a your pediatrician or the child's pediatrician recommends that the baby has to be supplemented with additional formula infant formula along with breastfeeding that has to be done so that will be done when the child visits the pediatrician when the mother takes the child to the baby see to the doctor and um, actually uh, when there is um, you know there is no weight gain or when the doctor thinks that the mother is have not having enough milk it is not the mother who thinks that she is not having enough milk when the doctor says the mother is not in having enough milk that is when the role of infant formula actually comes in so uh, so basically uh, it is always best for the mother to give breast milk but in in situations where that is not possible infant formula is recommended but not other kinds of milk like cow's milk or any other milk it is either breast milk or infant formula until 1 year of age interesting and what you said actually is is very very true right in a lot of cases we you hear mothers saying well i don't think i've been 
uh, producing enough milk, but it's important for a doctor to validate that statement versus mothers jumping to that conclusion on their own. So I think that's a very interesting point that you bring up. Yes. So because basically in our setting, it is a lot of pressure from others. You know, they say that the baby is not gaining, baby doesn't look healthy, baby is not gaining enough weight. You know, I think your milk is not uh, sufficient. Why don't you give uh, uh, formula milk? You know, all of this. So a lot of pressure to the new mother, especially the first mother for, I mean, the first time uh, moms, it is uh, a lot of pressure. So even they succumb to this pressure and they actually start giving uh, you know, uh, supplementing with formula. And this actually, this is a vicious cycle, you know, because of this, the mother actually starts getting less milk. Uh, the main stimulus for uh, the mother to produce milk is the suck. So once the baby sucks, that is when the brain sends impulses and it produces more milk. So it is not, and uh, because of all of these reasons, the mother gets into the formula, which is actually much more difficult than breastfeeding. And definitely breastfeeding has more advantages over the infant formula for both mother and the baby. And the most important thing, uh, most important advantage is bonding. So breast milk, uh, you know, mother feeding the baby, you know, all of this actually stimulates a very good bonding between the mother and the baby. So yes, so the doctor definitely needs to validate and that depends upon the urine output, the weight gain in the, you know, successive visits, like, you know, um, uh, you can't just the first three months, the baby should gain around 30 to 40 grams per day. So all of this matters. So the doctor definitely should, you know, uh, see, and maybe nowadays there are a lot of lactation counselors also available, you know, so you can actually, the mother can actually, you know, reach out to them and check if her milk is sufficient or not, and then take the next step. Interesting. So what I'm hearing is exclusive breastfeeding is what's recommended for infants up to six months, but there are also formula options available in the market that can be used. But again, that is subject to doctor's suggestion. And uh, yes. that brings me that brings me to my next question about complementary foods. Complementary food mm -hmm. is something that is nutrient and energy rich that is fed to infants in addition to human milk or formula. So I'm trying yes. to understand what drives the timing of introduction of these complementary foods. The child, uh, um, once the baby completes six months of age, only breast milk is not, or infant formula milk is not enough for the child's overall development and for the nutritional status. So, uh, so complementary food is nothing but the food that has to be given in addition to breast milk. So when we say breast milk, uh, breastfeed the baby until six months of age, doesn't mean you have to stop at six months. So you introduce foods along with breast milk. So how do you know, like, how will one know if their baby is ready, uh, you know, for solid foods? The first thing is the baby should be able to um, hold his or her uh, head up. So they need to maintain a steady upright position to take their first foods. And the second point is the baby should be able to sit well when supported. And uh, the baby should start making these, you know, chewy movements and movement of the tongue from side to side. And also the baby should be able to open and close the mouth around the spoon, okay, when the spoon is got close to the baby. And there's something called a tongue thrust. So once you uh, put the food in the baby's mouth, the baby should be able to, you know, take the food from the spoon into the uh, throat, uh, throat. So all of these, um, uh, you know, um, signs the mother has to look out 
in her baby and that is when the baby is actually ready for uh, the solid foods or the complementary food or the first foods and um, how how does a mother know what kind of complementary foods are acceptable and what are not so there are there are a lot of different variety of foods that a mother can introduce to the child right but there are a few uh, obvious and there are a few obvious ones that have to be avoided like chocolates or chips but are there any other uh, commonly occurring foods that parents tend to give kids but are not really supposed to yeah so especially in india um uh, you know i don't say i mean uh, still there are people who actually try to give honey once the baby is born that has to be avoided so and also uh, you know uh, this gripe water they uh, that has to be avoided and apart from that so usually at 6 months of age the baby will be able to eat uh, or actually uh, um, you know you can give only say, uh, you know soft food like purees or mashed food semi solid food and that uh, it the food has to just you know keep uh, coming out of the spoon it should the consistency is very very important and that is from 6 to 8 months is this is the food they can eat and beyond that they can have from 8 months onwards they can have finger foods which are co- properly cooked boiled and you know so that the baby can uh, pick up the food and try to you know the baby can actually uh, self feed so uh, these kind of foods and the foods to be avoided um, see uh, basically definitely you cannot give uh, you know uh, the packaged foods processed foods have to be avoided it is better if the mother can actually prepare uh, the baby's first foods and you know uh, give the baby and in our indian scenario um, we usually follow this uh, home cooked meals like rice uh, um, uh, we fry the rice you know i think most of the indian mothers know this so uh, it is called um, uh, in different names in different parts of the country so uh, that uh, you can make uh, that is like a homemade cereal with rice but what i would suggest is don't first jump into rice because uh, i'm sure our indian kids will end up eating rice for the rest of the lives so i think it is better you start off with you know a particular fruit or a vegetable and all that and the earlier there was this misconception that you know if you give fruits first that baby will tend to actually not eat vegetables but now even that is not there so uh, the uh, you know aap and iap they now recommend yeah you can introduce uh, fruits and vegetables as and when you know there's no uh, proper uh, uh, guideline or a proper set of rules that you have to follow so apart from that yes so all homemade cereals and uh, you can start off with fruits and vegetables interesting and i think uh, in our previous season of amra circle we actually discussed nutrition a little bit we discussed about how this division of responsibility in feeding and how adults decide when what and where to feed and child decides which food and how much to eat so we've you know we've spoken to a lot of parents about it and time and again one common question keeps cropping up how do i know if my child is eating enough so whether it's with uh, breast milk or whether it's with complementary food uh, this is i think one question that's really haunting a lot of lot of parents so can you help us understand what quantities of food parents should ideally be giving their children and should they worry if they eat too much or too little yes so this question i think um, 
it is uh, difficult because each baby or each child uh, is unique so but definitely in the first 6 months when the baby is exclusive on exclusive breastfeeding or formula feeding we usually suggest a gap of 2 to 3 hours and how much should the baby drink it is again dependent on the baby but once we start complementary foods so uh, what we would suggest is 6 to 8 months um the frequency should be around 2 to 3 times a day the baby should get um, you know solid foods and um, from 9 to 11 months around 3 to 4 times a day we can give introduce uh, different varieties of uh, food and from 12 to 24 months that is 1 to 2 years in that period apart from the 3 to 4 times a day of whatever the baby is getting the solid foods additional snacks for 1 to 2 times a day but how much quantity to give so initially when the baby wants on the the beginning days the beginning of the complementary feeding uh, that baby will not take more than 2 to 3 spoons so uh, that is when the baby is getting the baby's palate is getting used to a different kind of a food apart from uh, the breast milk so uh, you can't expect uh, the baby to eat one big one full bowl of uh, food just because i mean you know that is not right so usually babies usually take only 2 to 3 spoons and then gradually you have to keep increasing the quantity and one big mistake what our indian parents are doing is uh introduction of the screen time and because of that we are just overfeeding the babies i don't think our indian mothers are actually uh, they're not giving they're not underfeeding or their babies are not eating less it is more of overfeeding that we are seeing these days that is because of the screen time so once your baby is uh, you know um uh, fairly knows if the baby is full if the baby says rejects the next spoon kindly stop it because you know uh, the like you said so the uh, how much and what food is baby has to decide so when the baby says or when the baby rejects uh, uh, food so please stop it and you will give the next feed but exactly how much quantity should we give is uh, not there or there are no guidelines for it it is only baby oriented so uh, once the baby says the baby is full kindly you have to stop feeding the baby interesting and a lot of this is very fascinating research but i don't think it's being applied in real life and i think parents are struggling to wrap their heads around trusting a baby with you know uh, the quantities that this the baby is supposed to consume it's it's slightly an alien concept for indian parents at least uh, right yes so yeah. that is what is that baby led weaning and you know a lot of things so i think slowly even our indian pet but most of them are doing these days because awareness have um, in the awareness is increased and podcasts like this will reach out to many parents you know so i think um, the, you have to let your baby decide how much that is the most uh, important uh, i think take away message from today's podcast at least and uh, you know because uh, uh there is no uh, set rule like i said like how much quantity to give so at least breastfeeding we know that every 2 hours but still there are babies who demand milk within an hour you know so it is only uh, each baby is unique right interesting i'm sure parents appreciate us addressing this very important topic thank you so much for sharing your views it has been great having you on amra circle thank you so much for your time dr jyoti
thank you so much for having me here and uh, it was great talking and hope this podcast helps many new moms Amra is focused on early childcare and education providing infants and toddlers with individualized play opportunities and parents with access to an array of expert resources Amra ensures families have the best start in life by providing the right environment and experiences for children that are crucial for early years.